and welcome back to the PG show, guys. Where listen, we're your hot spot for college football player interviews. I am joined today by uh, a player from the University of Oklahoma, Justin Harrington. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Uh, just got back from a trip to Missouri with the family. Uh, went to Seven Dollar City yesterday. It was a little cold, but listen, we made it through, and I'm, I'm just glad to be home. I'm glad to see my dog. Uh, he had to rough it out with somebody else for the past two days. So, that's <laughs> no, all good. It's getting chilly out here in Norman too. Yeah, uh, but you know what? My allergies are bothering me, and I'm like, I just, I really would like the weather to figure out what it's doing because this constantly switching from like 60 degrees back to like 30, it doesn't want, it does not work for my allergies. So I'm like, just get cold already. Yeah, I've been sneezing all day too. I'm like, man, what's going on? But hey, I'm, I'm really not too. My allergies don't get too bad, but I was, I've been sneezing pretty much throughout the day today. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's uh, uh, I, I no, I did see. Did it rain last night? Yeah, it did it rain? It was uh, it actually woke me up. It was probably like three, four o'clock. It rained a oh. little bit. So. Wow. Okay. Well, it must be uh, it, it might be the rain then uh, stirring <laughs> up some mold or something like that. I know that usually gets people sometimes. So, some. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into it. Go ahead and just tell everybody a little bit more about you. Uh, some about your family. Where'd you grow up? Um, well, I grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, well, most of my family is in uh, Maryland, DMV, um, and uh, New Jersey area. Um, and my mom's side, my mother's side is from uh, LA. Um, yeah, pretty much. There's nothing really, nothing really too much about me. You know, I love, I love to cook. Um, I love football. I love to play football. Um, that's pretty much it. I'm really simple, really even kill guy. Yeah, so you said you love to cook. What's one of your favorite things to cook? Uh, I cooked Thanksgiving uh, for the first time this this year by myself, so that was pretty fun. So, I, uh, but I would say my favorite is uh, probably a good steak. You can't go wrong with good steak. So you can't go garlic, wrong with a good steak. Some garlic, some garlic potatoes, um, baked macaroni, stuff like that. You know, soul food, southern cooking. Now, do you help cook the steaks on? Is it Wednesday or Thursday when they do steak on night? Tuesday? Tuesdays. Uh, uh, no, I don't. I um really what I do is um it's funny because everybody you know what I'm saying gets their steak cooked how they want to. So I tell them is give it to me as rare as possible, and I'll just come home and you know what I'm saying cook it and then cook some sides and stuff. So it's kind of funny. Everybody laugh at me, but right? I mean it, it's cool though. Yeah, no. Uh, people laugh at me too. I like my steaks blue rare. I don't know if you know what that is or are familiar with it, but it's like practically 30, 45 seconds on each side. Um, basically, just yeah. enough to sear it. It's a really cold center, but it's a warm yeah. outside. Uh, people think I'm a hooligan for that. So, yeah. But hey, uh, rare steak is I, the only way to go. My dad likes it rare. He says he said it's as rare as it can get. I, me personally, I just, I don't, I can't do rare. It just, I'll just take it home rare just so I can cook it how I want to. But I mean, to each his own. I mean, yeah. Now, when you cook it at home, do you use like a grill or are you like pan searing it and then put it in the oven or? Um, well, if my granddad heard this, he'd probably kill me. But 
Um, I'll I'll pan sear first, but if I'm if I'm kind of tired and I just need to get some of my stomach, I'll definitely put it in the oven. But uh, but usually like if we if we have time or if I'm cooking like throughout the day, I'll definitely just go outside and put it on my little grill or I'll do it uh pan sear like a, a cast iron or something. Yeah, uh, honestly, um. You know, cooking steaks and eating steaks all my life, I have found pan searing it and then putting it in the oven is really the best way to cook it at home. Because, yeah, yeah, I know everybody likes the grill marks on their steaks because it makes it look good. But, you know, I I, I really like getting that uh, thick crust on the outside of the steak. And then when you put it in the oven, you can really control the temperature, the inside of the steak. Um, I, I just I think that's the best way to do it. They come out right every time. You might know what you're doing, huh? Uh, listen, I'm, I might or might not cook uh, a couple times. I, 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 on my, on my personal Instagram, um, I definitely, uh, let the gram eat before I do. So, oh yeah, for sure. I'm cooking I'm salmon, a- chicken, which and I, I have an air fryer and I'm in love with it. And I've actually been like testing everything with it. I, I, I kid you not, I've air fried a steak and it actually hey, was really good. That air fryer, people... People look down on air fryers because, like, they say, like, you can't cook if you got an air fryer. It's just really convenient. So, like, I know I can cook. I love to cook, but it's like it's so it saves you so much time. Like, I'll throw some I'll throw some wings in that I had before, and just like it's 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 so much. It's not time consuming, so it's it's really yeah, convenient though. You're right. It is convenient, and when you use the air fryer, um, like for me, it's like I'm not like. I'm getting married in June, so my fiance does not live here. And so since it's just me, I really don't ever want to turn on the oven and utilize gas and everything else just for one portion of salmon or like two chicken breasts or whatever. Like, so I'm gonna go use it because my I have like one of those nice in ninja air fryers. So it air fries, it bakes, it broils, yeah. it does it all. So I'm like, and it ventilates better, so you don't stink up your house as much. I was gonna ask you before, uh, actually before you said that, were you married? I was like, you gonna, hey, if you, if you wasn't married, you gonna have a wife real soon. But hey, it's like you got it taken care of. You, hey, that air fryer gonna keep you, keep you a happy, happier wife, huh? Yes, uh, she doesn't know how lucky she is. She's gonna be an RN, so <laughs> <laughs> she works about thirty six to forty eight hours a week. So you know, okay. she's, I, I work from home. So, uh, you know, it, it's easier for me to do all the cooking and everything. So when she comes home, she's going to have meals ready. It's going to be, listen, she's going to have an easy life. Let's hey, man, you're going to be Superman and your wife. She's going to hey. come on the meal, meal prep, huh? Oh uh, yeah, you know what? It's, it's the best way to do it. It's the best way, and you know, we're and and working from home, I've been able to do so much more cooking because you're not getting home at five thirty, six o'clock. You know, you can put something yeah. on at five. I've done crock pot stuff. It, it man, dude, it's it's great. Yeah, happy happy wife, happy life. That's what they say. So, um, hey. hey. Hey, in a couple months, just, just tell me how it's going. See if that slogan <laughs> slogan still stick, huh? Yeah, listen, I, I went to physical therapy the other day and uh, the uh, the female physical therapists, they were like, listen, whenever she asks us something, just say, OK, and yes, and go and go do it or 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 or, or ask her, what do you need? Even if she doesn't need anything, ask her what she needs so that you can just, you know, check that off. And I'm like, got it. Hey, you better listen to her. I'm telling you. Yes. So listen. great advice from physical therapy. It's not why I go there, but I'll take it when I can get it. So. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, we talked about a little bit uh, just about you, about your hobbies. Um, 
what's kind of just your biggest motivation, whether that's for life or when you step out on the field? Um, I definitely think about my brothers and um, and that's in the locker room on his team, and that's just my my brothers. You know what I'm saying in general. Uh, I have my brother hung up in my um right now. He's getting ready for the NFL draft, so. Um, and definitely my mother and my father, um, we, we've been through, my family's been through a lot. So, you know what I'm saying? I try to, I try to keep that in my back pocket and not, not let it blind me and, uh, cloud my mind up, but I definitely make sure it's my motivation. I make sure I, I write it down in my, um, daily affirmations and you know, make sure I know my why every day. So, I mean, I never let that slip. Now you said you got your brother preparing for the draft. Who might that be? Trip Harrington. He goes to uh, Langston University in Oklahoma. Okay. Um, HBCU. Uh, they uh, NAIA. So um, yeah, he's he's been he's been he's been uh there for two and a half seasons. The half season came from COVID when I think they had like six games. So um, yeah, he's he's getting prepared for the draft. Um, they had their last game a couple weeks ago. So um, he's doing pretty good. He's 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 pretty hopefully pretty high on the draft board. He's, he's Hey, maybe he can come show up to one of those uh, OU Pro Days or something. Maybe they'll let I'm him working on there. it. I'm working on it. Coach V, I'm working on it, man. Hey. What does hey, he man. play? He plays quarterback. Okay, plays quarterback, cool. Yeah. So they're going to need somebody to throw to the wide receivers, right? Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely um, definitely going to uh, put that in Coach V's ear. But, yeah, it's, it, it's, it shouldn't be a problem. But uh, if, if it happens or not, he'll, he'll definitely have somewhat have somewhere to uh, have a pro day. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So uh, you've been on the team for about three years uh, is what I see when I look on these. So I'm just taking all this from ESPN on their statistics. And it, uh, this is the first year that you've really got to see some action. Uh, and and I, I look at it and go, okay, Justin Harrington's had a pretty good year. Uh, 22 total tackles. Uh, 11 of those were solo. And then you had uh, one interception. You've been with the team. You've seen a lot of changes. You've seen us undergo a, a pretty historic coaching change, which uh, I, I say historic because OU does not go through coaches very often. Uh, you've seen uh, people leave through the portal, which has been ever-changing in the time that you've been here. Uh, you've uh, had NIL be a factor. In your three years uh, of being on the team, what has been probably one of the most impactful or um, shocking moments of being on the team? Um, I would say uh, with my, my second year after I tore my ACL and this year, um, just with uh, how uh, both Coach Riley and Coach V has um, made sure that the alumni has been a part of, um, you know what I'm saying, our program, is making sure they come back and show their face to the, you know what I'm saying, to the new recruits and to the new freshmen coming in and the guys who's transferring in to show really how much of a family oriented program we are. So um I, I really feel like that's that's one that's number one on the list. And um I mean it's really nothing that's even close. I think that stands out the most really. Yeah, so you've been a part of some pretty successful teams, you know, uh in twenty twenty, uh got that ending to the year we beat Florida in the Cotton Bowl. Last year 
we end up going to the Alamo Bowl. I know people don't really consider that a great bowl, but it's a good bowl, uh, especially for the cheese. Compared to the cheese bowl, I feel like Alamo <laughs> Bowl is pretty good. But, um, you know, so, and you've been a part of so many teams this year. OU obviously takes a dip, right? Six and six, first year head coach. We know the statistics. What is it? 45 plus percent turnover on the team. A lot of adversity for some of you tenured guys to be able to go out there and help uh, just lead and then help change the program. What has that been like in terms of just uh, knowing that this is not the season that anyone signed up for at Oklahoma? Uh, well, Coach preaches it, and, and we preach it throughout the locker room, just um, pretty much just staying together, knowing knowing that there is gonna be, it's going to be light on the other side. Um, I feel like – just me, just me uh, being a big um, observation guy. I know OU is going to be in it, like they're in great hands with Coach V. Um, it's it's everything doesn't just happen, you know what I'm saying? And he preaches that um, he's seen the work, you know what I'm saying? He he preaches that we we've been we put in the work over the spring and from fall camp, you know what I'm saying? Over over summer camp and whatnot. But um, you don't always you don't always reap the harvest, um, the fruits of your harvest, meaning. You don't always just get what you deserve or what you think you deserve. Sometimes you have to wait, or sometimes it's not your turn. So um, I feel like there's no panic, but there is. There's still, you know, what I'm saying daily competition. There's still daily commitment throughout the locker room. So I feel like all in all, that the OU being in great hands with Coach V and the staff. Yeah. So you entered the transfer portal last year. Um, and let's be honest, it wasn't a shock. We expected hold the, the freaking whole team into the portal. Uh, when you've got that big of a change, right, with the head coach that you signed up for to play with, then they leave, go somewhere else. You know, you can't blame the kids for wanting to go into the portal and look for other options. Uh, right. You come in, and then BV comes in, and I'm assuming you just decided to run it back with BV and see what he could do on the defensive side of the ball. What led you to stay at the University of Oklahoma last year? Um. I, uh, I'm, I mean, I talked to my family um, throughout the whole process, and it was just more so – it was in between. Um, Coach V, obviously, his track record is, you know what I'm saying, goes so far. And uh, just just him being a defensive guru and, and what he make can do for me, you know what I'm saying, in the sense of trying to play at the next level was just a no-brainer. And just um, w the things I was talking about my family, it was just like uh, uh, don't – like just starting – finishing something that you started. So – um, I committed to Oklahoma, and I love Oklahoma. I love being in Norman and and doing what I love for the university. And um, it was I kind of told uh, Coach V that when we had our meeting, and it was just it was kind of like he understood where I was coming from, and and we were talking about um, you know what I'm saying making decisions that don't define you and, and whatnot. And and that's how I feel like I came back on the team. It was just like I never left with the guys and with the new coaching staff as well. Yeah, and, you know, the new coaching staff's come in, and, you know, we've seen them uh, really, it feels like, uh, come in trying to make a cultural change. In, in in your opinion, what do you think about the program and the direction that it's in? Because I know a lot of Sooner fans watch this podcast, and they get a little worried sometimes. So, you know, what do you think about the direction of the program and where it could be in, like, the next 10 years? Um, As you can see, um, just not based on the record, but just based on, you know what I'm saying, the things that the coaching staff, you hear from different coaches, it's pretty much, you know what I'm saying, the same thing, and we're going in the right direction. It's just it's just not being shown through the record. I feel like we're uh, Coach V is really focusing on growing people instead of 
growing our record better or growing, you know what I'm saying, better football team. We want to create a family and and something that we can come back to 10 years with our kids. And he preaches that, you know what I'm saying, all the time. You guys are going to come back 20 years from now and you're going to have little kids. And you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's having that. And, and that weighs more than a record right now or a record for a specific season. And, and not to say this is what we knew, but it's, it's happened numerous of times with, with very, you know what I'm saying, very successful coaches in, in the college football world. So um, I don't feel like anybody's panicking. And it's still, uh, like Coach says, it's, it's his first time doing it. And, and he doesn't get this chance again, but he can learn from it. And there's so many things. It's, it's six losses, and we look at it, six opportunities to where we can fix. So next year, I don't believe that we can't do anything. Like I, I mean, I feel like it's going to be a special year. Yeah, next year could be a really special year, right? Because you and many of the other guys that are going to be here next year, you get an opportunity to learn the new defensive scheme, right? You've had the whole year. You've got an opportunity to be able to teach the freshmen. Because I, I think, and I don't know if you'll agree with me, uh, you know, changing from Grinch's defense to BV's defense, it's pretty different. And so the scheme to be able to learn that and be able to go out there and execute it, uh, I think really takes a year for you guys to be able to get it under your belt. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I could say just being in both, uh, just being in both systems. Uh, one thing that I feel like uh, Coach Grinch preached uh, was, you know, what I'm saying just getting the ball or just, you know, the effort-based defense. This uh, Coach V's defense is more so just about discipline. You know, what I'm saying knowing who you're using and whatnot, and knowing who's around and knowing. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, just using your teammates and knowing where to, where you need to be and where someone else is going to be. And that just, that takes, you know what I'm saying, a tremendous amount of discipline and trust. So it's it's about building trust and, and doing your job. And, and the outcome is going to be great every time if you just do your job. Yeah. So how hard is it to be disciplined out on the field, uh, especially when, you know, we get put in positions like we have been over the past couple of years, right? Where, you know, Hey, they could break it out for a big run or a decent pass, right? How hard is it to be able to keep that discipline uh, in those moments? Um, I wouldn't, I would say it would be hard if we didn't prepare for it. So, I mean, Football is all about adversity. Adversity is always going to happen in every single game, and it's happened in every college game that's ever been played. So um, just knowing that adversity is going to happen, and when it hits, just knowing how to react or, or training training your body, training your training with your teammates and knowing how how to react when adversity comes is uh, – I feel like it's a big thing, and everybody in college football, every team in college football doesn't have that. So just staying poised, you know what I'm saying, knowing that and trusting your training – it's, it's pretty much how you get through that. Like adversity is, is bound to happen every single game. And you and the and the good and bad thing about it is you never know when it's going to come. So always be ready and always be prepared for it. And you'll never have to get ready for it. Love it. Love to hear it. So we talked about it earlier. You've been around the circle a little bit in college football. Uh, you've seen a lot of changes throughout the sport itself, not just at the program, but at the sport. Uh, NIL has taken off and became a huge thing, which has made the transfer portal just become an extremely popular thing. What does NIL and uh, mean to you? And then um, how do you as a player view the transfer portal? Okay, well, I'll start off with your first question about um, NIL. Um, I feel like uh, NIL is just a great thing. It just it opens up uh, 
a lot of opportunities and a sense of regular world thing, like regular regular world problems that we can fix. You know what I'm saying? Every, we're not going to be able to play football forever. So just um, these different corporations and companies and different, you know what I'm saying, people that have um, different opportunities that they can grant to you to help you um, is a beautiful thing. And I feel like um, it's just the new age. It's a new age and, and everybody has to start adapting to it. And I just feel like, I really feel like it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and NIL, uh, yeah. I look at it and I go, it's a great thing. But I also feel like maybe it could be a bad thing a little bit because players could get sucked into a contract or something that they don't realize they're getting sucked into because, you know, let's be honest, uh, there's people out there that, you know, they're just looking to make a quick buck. They're not literally looking out for the interest of people. So when, as a player, going into an NIL deal, uh, what are some ways that you look to maybe protect yourself um, on those deals and those opportunities? Well, uh, I think of it like this. To protect yourself, you have to protect your morals and values. Um, and you have to have morals and values. If, if, you could just, if you're just going for a quick buck, like you said, you're, uh, they're going to be able to get you into anything. Not to say that everybody has a bad um, – has, has it out for you, but, I mean, it is people – it's a lot of people out there that, that want your name, image, and likeness, and, and it's not really about, you know what I'm saying, building your brand. So one thing that I do, you know what I'm saying, with, with – uh, NIL, I definitely first try to um, endure into the to the companies that I interest, you know what I'm saying, or that the hobbies that I have that I interest that might that might have the um, that might share like the same, you know what I'm saying, hobbies or whatever. Um, but other than that, I mean, yeah, I feel like you should you should try to, you know what I'm saying, it, NIL helps broaden your like your horizon, you're not just stuck to one thing. If I like to cook, I'm not just looking for grills and spatulas and, you know what I'm saying, different seasonings. I might, you know what I'm saying, venture out to a clothing or I might venture out to, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's so many different things. And, I, and I've and i learned it's like so many different things that I can't just hold myself in a little box. Like I, I've, I've found different hobbies that through NIL that I didn't know I had interest in. So it's it's kind of cool in a sense if you, if you, if you know how to control it. And I feel like you just have to be mature enough to you treat yourself like a business. You you be mature enough to, you know what I'm saying, take care of your business and 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 hold everything under control. Now, does the university are they able to provide you guys like any assistance? So like lawyers or any oversight into maybe some of those contracts to make sure that you guys aren't getting into a bad situation or um I'm uh, not not really hands on. I'm not sure. I, I don't think they can do it like really hands on. But you know what I'm saying. If it's just vague advice, you know what I'm saying. Just because we do have a relationship with us being in the facility, I don't I don't think um, I don't think there's a boundary on that. But just just uh, any you know what I'm saying. Just advice, pretty much like just be careful. Or you know what I'm saying. If they if you know you know what I'm saying. Just just be careful and, and just make sure you're taking taking everything into accountability to protect yourself. I don't yeah. think it's it's really like uh, I don't think they can help us with too much, but <laughs> hey, you know what? There, it's been one of those things. NIL's kind hard to understand. You see it going every which way. So yeah, I always like it's, to ask this question, and I've asked everybody this question: If you could have any NIL deal with any restaurant on campus or in Norman, where would it be? Uh, on campus. Okay, 
I'm gonna say, I got two answers. One, I have an answer that everybody would say just because I feel like it's just like who wouldn't in the, in my specific one. So the per, so I would say the perfect NIL deal that anybody would know, like nobody would turn down would just be Chick Fil A. Like who you can't go wrong Chick Fil A. No. And my personal would be Louis on Campus Corner. I would say I think there's been about three or four of you guys that have selected that one as an option. If you, if you know about the wings, yeah. Not people, not not very people, many people know. I, I I try to put them on. Uh, I try to put a couple people on, but you know what I'm saying. If you know, you know. Those wings hey. are crazy. Yeah. Hey, Louis is great, great environment, great food. I I, I love going there. So outside of the wings, is there anything else that you like to get at Louis? Uh, they have this, uh, I get the straw, or it's, I think I made it up. I don't know if it's, if they have, if they're supposed to mix it, but I get a strawberry lemonade, uh, it's like a frozen, uh, like slushy type thing. And I get it every time I order my, it's crazy. Like it's, it's like the perfect amount of sweet and tangy and sour. It's just, it's perfect. Louis, y'all doing your thing, man. Just hit me up, guys. Okay. Now that I've got to check out. I did not know that was a thing. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, I think it's just lemon. I think it's just lemonade. But if you ask for strawberry, they'll put the strawberry syrup in it. It's the perfect blend. Just, just, I'm telling you, go try it out. Go try it out. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna have to try it out because I come up to Norman quite a bit. So, uh, well, I'm, I'm definitely gonna have to go hit up Louis and try that one. So, okay, let's just let's have a little bit of fun here. So, the first question that I have for you is during your recruitment. Is there any place that you went or uh, on any of your visits, was there anything that just like was funny or like the process was funny? Like, or I guess the best way to word it is what was your funniest and what was your uh, worst recruiting experience? Uh, funniest, funniest. I don't, I I would say uh, just coming out of junior college, I don't, I wouldn't say it was just, it was funny. It was just, I think I didn't. I don't think I had a funny moment because it's just like the way I did. I took my recruiting. It was just like I was. It was almost like a business trip. Literally every every of the four or five I took, it was just business trips. Like I was just trying to really fill out. You know what I'm saying? See if I could be be at that place. But the worst one was. Uh, I'm sorry, but it was hometown. It was NC State, and I. Uh, I came, you know what I'm saying, on, on the Sundays, uh, you have, like, their family, you have your family meetings with the coaches and stuff, like, and I was talking to the coach, and he was like, uh, he was like, man, he's like, I just got finished watching a film probably yesterday or whatever. I'm glad my staff went to go get you. Um, and uh, he was like, he was like, uh, to be honest, I, I really don't uh, know who you are. I wouldn't know who you were um, if, if they didn't go get you. And mind you, <laughs> and mind you I'm the number one, uh, I'm the number one DB in the country coming out. Um, and you know what I'm saying? I have offers from everywhere. And, but I grew up in Raleigh, 15 minutes away from, you know what I'm saying? The NC state stadium, Carter Finley stadium. And it was just like, like I was literally trying to find, like, while I was committed to OU, I was literally trying to find every reason for me to commit to NC state so I could stay home. So my, so my people could watch my games. And he said that and it like, it literally broke me. It was like, it broke my heart. And I was just like, man, well, I'm already committed to OU. I'm probably gonna go to OU because I, I really loved it. So it was it was kind of sad, but it was just like 
it was funny. It was like a chuckle, like, okay, like that's just some fuel. But it was just like, it was crazy. Like me and my parents kind of like, kind of stopped while he was talking. We looked at each other like, oh, like that was crazy. It like, was did weird. you really just say that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like not, not to say like I was cocky or anything, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody, you know, like you can feel like, how a coach feels about you, you know what I'm saying? You, you're just going through the recruitment process. You're talking to, you know what I'm saying, Big Ten coaches, Pac-12. You're talking to the SEC coaches, AC, different ACC coaches and what, and you know what I'm saying, and all the coaches from the Big 12 or whatever. And and you you know how much those coaches value and when they're saying the same thing about you or you know, you know who you are based on what they're saying about you. And it was just like – that that was like nah like no nah, you can't like and we're just looking like like whoa like no nah, you can't say that and you just like you pretty much lost me like I can't I can't come here like I, and my best friend goes to uh, NC State so I was like man I don't know what your coach is on or what he tried to do but I said I'm not coming here. I'm not coming here. Uh, I, I yeah I have no words for that one I it was no crazy words. like it was it was literally that's how we were like it was a big old table me and my dad. My stepdad, my uh, my brother, my little brother was—he was a little baby, and we just like we just looking like, like I don't—I think he was kind of like looking down, like kind of you know what I'm saying, looking up, looking down, and like I guess like in the midst of him looking down, we just like whoa, like nah, we can't do that, <laughs> we can't do that, can't go here. Yeah, no, that's that's crazy. So, how the yeah. Was there any potential look at North Carolina and the Tar Heels, or were you like, nah, NC State or bust when it comes to North Carolina? Nah, no, no, no. It was uh, they uh, I'm not, I don't, I really don't remember if they offered me or not. I really don't. But uh, um, funny story in high school, I was uh, it was I was a sophomore in high school. Um, I was on varsity, and my brother was getting ready for his um senior year, and um, they were recruiting him heavy. And this is the like the reason why I just didn't want to go to UNC. So they uh they pretty much recruited him and um they were they were talking to him, you know what I'm saying, sending him letters and everything. Um and they they pretty much just like didn't offer him. Like they loved him, didn't offer him. He tore up the camp, he like he everything. And I was just like I was a sophomore, I was what I think I was like fifteen, turning sixteen, I was young. And I'm like, you know, I said I said one day I'm gonna get highly recruited. And I said, they offered me, I'll never go there just because of how they did my brother. So it was kind of like one of those things. It's, it's sad that they just hometown schools, they just like, they let, I don't know, it's crazy. And, and, and that's kind of like our, that's kind of like North Carolina stigma. Like we let so much talent just roll out of, and you know what I'm saying? We playing all across the country. So I got friends all across the country just playing at random schools. And when we all could be in the same, you know what I'm saying? Just we could be playing for, you know what I'm saying, potential national championship if all the guys from, you know what I'm saying, Raleigh or Charlotte or, you know what I'm saying, the Durham area just all stay there and, and we just be all together, you know what I'm saying? But, hey, we all got different we all have different, different paths to take. So that's kind of like my little spill on UNC and NC State. That's crazy. Was there – now, when you entered the portal last year, did they at least reach back out to you at all? Um – NC State, yes, I um, I actually like worked out in the facility. Just I, that's where I always worked out at. Um, but um, I really wasn't. Nah, I really couldn't get over that. And and it wasn't anything like it wasn't a heavy recruiting anyway. It was just like you know shooting shooting a text like, hey man, we we'll, um, we want to talk. So I mean, but I, I mean, I didn't 
I was I was open to anything, but I mean I just couldn't see my I I wanted to go again, but I was I couldn't see myself. They did it that time and they'll do it again. So it was just I mean Well that's kind of like one of those. That's absolutely crazy. So one thing that I like to understand, and I know a lot of other people like to get an understanding. It's an experience we'll never experience because we're just not talented enough, but the official visit process in terms of your recruiting, like Good, dive into a little bit more about the recruitment. What is it like to go on these official visits and have them wine and dine you and try to earn <laughs> you to come there for four years? What is that like? I would say it's way different now, though. Like, it's like these kids are, they like, our coaches is going big for these, these new, these younger guys. So I would say three, what, three years ago? It was. It's definitely not. It's not the same caliber as what they. They're they're pulling up in all type of stuff and pictures and all type of crazy stuff. So, but my my me personally, um, it's just, it's fun. Just you know, what I'm saying, coming from junior college and you know, what I'm saying, trying to trying to get the little bit of experience. Just coming from like um high school and stuff, having a having a you know a Division One university, like 10, 15 minutes away. I would say it, it's pretty fun. You know, what I'm saying, just just going from, you know what I'm saying, maybe you're not anybody your freshman or sophomore year, going to, you know what I'm saying, building and building and getting better and just getting that, you know what I'm saying, different different coaches just talking to you. And it's just it's just a fulfilling – it's just very fulfilling. So I would say it's fun. It's definitely fun, but it's definitely very stressful. And nobody can tell me it isn't. Like, nobody can tell me it isn't. Because you can have 50 offers or you can have three offers. You know what I'm saying? It's you're choosing those three, or you're choosing you break it down and you choose those ten. You get it down to ten. It's definitely very stressful because uh, you have parents, your parents influencing you. You have people from you know what I'm saying your neighborhood saying where you should go, or oh yeah, we like them, or we like this team, or you know what I'm saying. So it's it's different. You're getting pulled from a lot of different directions in the sense of you know what I'm saying people you love and your family. But um, all in all, I feel like um. For everybody's getting recruited, I think that they should just like have a couple days throughout, you know what I'm saying, the recruiting process to really sit down, you know what I'm saying, write down your goals and write down, you know what I'm saying, what you want to get out of a university instead of because they're gonna get they're gonna drain and everything they can out of you as a player, as a student athlete. So I feel like you should definitely take those days and you know what I'm saying, really sit down and 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 understand what you're getting yourself into, not in a bad way. So all in all, to answer your question. I feel like it's very fun, but it's definitely very stressful. Yeah. So, I mean, what's that like as a player having to manage those relationships as a recruit, right? So, you know, you're having to choose a place to commitment to commit. You could have a great relationship with the guy at, Colorado and a great relationship with the guy at Oregon State and then really great relationship with the people at OU like is there like a sense of like I just don't want to let everybody down and like I can only choose one or what's that like uh well funny story so Houston offered me first uh after my freshman year or like during my freshman year uh junior college and um I was talking to the coaching staff and um, like throughout the whole crew with me getting offered from the big schools, OU's, Michigan's, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it was, it's just really hard because you feel like you gain, you feel like you really just like create a friendship and, and you really don't know at the time if, if you're really getting that, that um, relationship that you think you're getting. 
But I really felt like it was a couple. It was it was a handful of uh, schools and a handful of coaches that I really created, like still to this day, uh, a relationship that that's that's very strong aside of football. So um, I pretty much like when I was getting the bigger schools, and I was um you know what I'm saying going through the dip the second. I would say the second wave of my recruiting where the schools get bigger and you know what I'm saying the everything just gets bigger and, and faster and everything just it's a blur. Um I feel like it's a sad day. Like man, a lot of people could could agree with me. It's a sad day just like, you know what I'm saying, letting that letting those coaches know like, okay, coach, I just want to be transparent with you and uh I'm gonna go a different direction. I, I got offered from these guys and I'm really, you know what I'm saying, I'm really focused on these guys. But I really, um, if anything changes, I'll keep you updated and, and whatnot. But it's, um, I'm not going, I'm probably not going to commit to you. But it, it's, it's, it's bitter. It's very bitter. I wouldn't say it's bittersweet. It's definitely very bitter when you really have a genuine uh, relationship with those guys. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what advice would you give somebody, uh, like a younger recruit going through this process? What, what advice would you give them? Uh, I would say, um, just don't leave anybody out the dry. Like don't don't leave any coaches out the dry because at the end of the day, like they really like they're really bought into you. You know what I'm saying? They're really invested in you. And um just don't like that's that's not how you gain trust because uh for someone like me, for example, you know what I'm saying, me being highly recruited and um, you know what I'm saying, uh going into the portal in, in a year and a half or the uh, two years, um, you might not never know you need to call call those coaches again. You don't want to leave a bad impression on them. So um, fortunately, I was able to get in contact with uh, a lot of the coaches that recruited me the first time, and um, and it was like we kicked off from you know what I'm saying it was like you haven't seen your you you guys parted ways from uh, your best friend in high school, and you guys came back and talked to each other. So it's like you don't never want to leave that bad taste in someone's mouth because you never know how they how personal they may take that. They may say you might be very you know what I'm saying a bad in a bad situation to where okay I need to find a place to go. And you call this school or you call uh, this school and they's like, well, I don't have a text back from you. You know what I'm saying? Or I never got a call back from you since this, this day, since you since you got offered from these guys. And now and now you need me. You know, you never know how, how personal people will take it. So I, I would say keep keep relationships like, um, you know, what I'm saying if you get a, if you get a text um, from a different coach, even if you're committed somewhere, keep, you know, what I'm saying keep texting them and, and create that relationship because you never know where someone will end up you know what i'm saying just like for example coach coach prime he's at colorado and somebody somebody who's getting highly recruited may not want to go to jackson state and and now it's a division one uh a school and and now he he's at colorado you never know if you leave a bad taste taste in a coach's mouth they'll they won't even look your way when you go shoot that phone call when you still have that coach's number and you try to go call them trying to uh convince them that you deserve a scholarship from that university. So um, I feel like just just keep keep relationships tight and you, you don't have to be disrespectful. You don't have to just go somebody just because you feel like you don't have, uh, you don't know how to like um, part ways with them correctly. So it, it doesn't have to be any any like animosity between coaches. Like coaches understand that they, there's, you're not the only one with 50 offers, you know what I'm saying? Or you're not the only one with 35 offers or whatever. They really understand and, and just just be very transparent and make sure you just have a lot of communication with these coaches. You never know where you're going to end and where your journey will take you. 
Yeah. So you talked about coach prime to Colorado. Uh, that's crazy. What are your thoughts on that? Because never in my lifetime would I have thought coach prime would be going to Colorado. And crazy thing is since he has been at Colorado, uh, mm-hmm. A source has told Josh Newberg that over 200 recruits and portal transfers have reached out to him in the last 12 hours. A lot of those being four and five star caliber players. Uh, they said it's nothing like they've ever seen in their lifetime. So what is your thoughts on Coach Prime going to Colorado? Like, is that a program that could be a 10 win, a 12, te- 12 win team next year? Absolutely, absolutely. That's it. He, Coach Prime is a great leader. Actually, in the port, I um I talked to their staff as well. Um, he's a, he's a great leader. Like he he's he's a he's a coach where you're willing to follow. You know what I'm saying? He's not. He may seem like he's all about himself. He's not. Like it's it's all about. He knows the light that's shining on him, so he's going to bring everybody in and get some of this light. Um, I feel like that. I just feel like it's um it's a great opportunity. Everybody everybody's not. Um, the stagnant type, you know what I'm saying. And if you're doing your job well and you're having fun with your job, you're gonna you're gonna have to step up. It's just no different from Coach V. Coach V is a probably gonna be a Hall of Fame coach, you know what I'm saying? If not already, they already working on that. So if you're doing your job right, like you're gonna you're gonna step up. You're you're gonna you're gonna go to the next level of, of wherever your job goes. So I feel like. He's doing a. I feel like he's doing a great job. I feel like he's doing the right thing, and, and he has a family as well. So I respect it. And a lot of people may not, you know, what I'm saying, agree with me. I just feel like the same thing he did for Jackson State. He can create way more opportunities because it's a bigger platform. He can create way more opportunity for those for the for the people who he's recruiting. You know, what I'm saying, who may not have got that look from. You know what I'm saying? Those different schools, even even in the Pac-12. So I feel like it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I think I I I'm congratulating. I mean, I just think it's I think it's I don't think it's anything bad about the whole situation. Just me personally. I don't. Yeah, listen, it's gonna be crazy. Uh I, I expect I, I, I was saying, you know, oh Dion to Auburn, Dion to Auburn. And uh, I was like, Oh, if he goes to Auburn, right? Top ten class next year. Uh, yeah. well, I, I'm going to start saying top 10 class for Colorado because I've already seen him throwing out some big time offers. And I'm just like yeah. being in a power five conference now. I feel like that's going to go long ways, long ways yeah. for people. Yeah, because it's sad to say, um, but I mean, no matter even if Colorado didn't win a game last year, like you're still power five. And people just want to play power five football. They want to play top notch football, no matter if you're winning, no matter if you're top of your conference, like you want to play top-notch football so with with coach prime being there you know what i'm saying it's, it's i feel like it's nothing but you know what i'm saying just a acceleration through that program so well and especially if you're a transfer next year right going and looking at what the university of colorado's got to put up with uh in terms yeah. of a schedule next year and what they're gonna have to play like i'm not sure if they play you know usc next year but, you know, that could potentially be a game day game. You know, you're getting the spotlight there. And the thing is, you're not on the West-West Coast. You're, like, mid-West Coast. So you're not yeah. playing the super, super late-night games a lot of the time. And then, you know, uh, next year uh, they have to play uh, Nebraska week okay. two. So, like, that's a good test, though. 
for both teams, for both teams, because yeah, Rasmus yeah, sure. got Matt Rule, and you know, yeah. then Colorado's got Dion. It's gonna be a, that could be a game day game right there, and also with Dion, right? He's gonna create that hype. I keep saying game day, game day is gonna want to go see Dion. I mean, they went yeah, to go see him in Jackson around. State, and so yeah. you, you have to imagine, right? They're gonna get nationally televised games because of Dion, and you go there, you're gonna be in the spotlight because of him, like what you said. So, yeah, that's yeah. a a very interesting situation, and I, I'm ready to see how it unfolds. So I I would love for OU to put Colorado on the schedule in the next couple of years and say what you hey, got. Hey, like I said, he brings the spotlight with him. So, like, I mean, that's what just that's just naturally what's going to happen. Like, you know what I'm saying? Those kids are going to be able to, you know what I'm saying, finally just put their name on the map, making plays. But, I mean, they have to do it as well. Like, they have to do it. They can't, they can't do it from coach's name. They have to do it. But it's, it definitely gives them opportunity to do it. So, I like, I, I mean – I look at everything in a positive, like in the positive direction. Like everybody could say, well, he left them and then he like, but look at all the things he did for Jackson State, you know what I'm saying? And look at the opportunities that it granted for Jackson State, you know what I'm saying? My brother went to HBCU um, before Langston. Like he went to Norfolk State. And it's like, Norfolk State is not, yeah, they have a combine. Like they're not getting the publicity that that maybe they deserve because there's a lot of talent in, in the HBCU um, and like in all the conferences. But, you know what I'm saying, they don't get that publicity until you make a name for yourself at a combine or you make yourself a new name for yourself when you, if you were fortunate to make it to the league. So, like, I just – I feel like it's a beautiful thing. No, it, it, it is a beautiful thing, and I'm looking at their schedule next year. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for Colorado to really show out. And, listen, if they went out in the schedule or maybe even with one loss, we could be talking – a one-loss team going to the college football playoffs the next year. They have to go to TCU. Then they get Nebraska at home. Then they've got Oregon State at home, USC at home, at Oregon, at UCLA, at Utah. I mean, you talk about a brutal schedule. That's it. That's good, though. That's good. That's good. Because they can't – they're not going to take – they're not going to take any credit from if they those wins they pull out from away away or those or those home games that they pull out. You know what I'm saying from those tough opponents. So I feel like that's that's a good thing, it's a good test. I mean, shoot, what my thing is they don't have anything to lose. Like I feel like they're just going to go up. So like they don't have anything to lose. They they the stepping stone program. Let's call it now, Oklahoma and Colorado. Two versus three in the college football playoffs next year. Calling it now. Let's just let's just say it. <laughs> All right. What do you think will happen there? You know what? I'm an OU fan, so of course I'm going to say OU is going to win. Predict the hey. score. What's the, what you got? Oh shoot! Predict the score. I mean that that's hard because I don't know what Colorado's going to have next year. But second uh, second year, you got to take into account second year Brent Venables defense. What you got? Uh, you know what? Actually, it, it, instead of giving a score for that game, because because again, I don't know what they got. I'll say this: I think the Venables defense next year holds to twenty or under points on average. You guys hold on average in total yards, probably I'd say three thirty-five or less, and I guarantee you, it's going to be one fifteen or less on the ground. Hold us to it. How about that? Uh, listen, I, I I know who you guys are getting on the recruiting trail. 
So let's just let's just put that out there. We talk about it off the recording, but I know who you guys are getting on the recruiting trail, and I know and I know who's coming in through the transfer portal. I know of four more people coming in the transfer portal. So this, this this team next year is going to be really competitive. Let's just put that out there. Hey man, I'm 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 excited. I'm always excited. It's like. This year, like, I, I just got a chance to really sit back and take it all in, you know what I'm saying? With, with, I, it was, it was a lot of good aside from the record. It was a lot of good. Like, so it's just, it's just that, that churning process. You gotta, you gotta get out of it. We, and we, we, we got out of the storm. So made it to a bowl game. It's just really how we, how we, this bowl game really determines how we spark ourselves, how we, how we, um, head start ourselves to next season. So, like, uh, we're taking this very serious, like, very seriously, <laughs> like, very seriously. Because if you look at Oregon, if you look at this, uh, the game from last year, Oregon, those guys who stepped up, who were, who, who played as young guys and who played as, like, you know what I'm saying, second string guys, those guys really played a part in this, this season. And, and despite the season that we had, but you know what I'm saying, individually, they, they, they really held. A big role on our team, so we're taking this very seriously. Yeah, so let's talk about this bowl game because, I mean, this has got to be an exciting one, right? Because you guys are going to Orlando, Florida, Disney World. So I, I, I would assume y'all are getting a Disney World visit or at least a Magic Kingdom visit. I, I, you got to right. And then, hey man, it's only right. It's only right. And then you got the Cheese It Bowl. Right, I know people are like, "Oh, it's the Cheese It Bowl." Hey, listen, it, it, they've got this, uh, I think, contest or something going on right now. I saw Michael Turk talk about it, but it's a contest, uh, and someone could stay in who is the cheesiest room. What are your thoughts? How, are Are you going to try to get in on this contest to stay in the cheesiest room? What? All right, you got to explain what that is. I really don't know what that. I, it's all this new to me. I have no idea what that is. Okay, okay. Well, I got to pull it up here because uh, he posted about it on his Twitter. So I want to show <laughs> the picture here because this is incredible. I'm not going to lie. I, I would want to stay in this room. And uh, I, I, I don't know how they're going to determine who gets to stay there. But, yeah, it's going to be awesome. So we pull it up hey, right my now. Man, <laughs> my man Turk is funny. So four players involved, and I don't know if you're able to see my screen, but four players involved in the two Cheese It Bowl games will be staying in the fill in the cheesiest hotel rooms for a Cheese It NIL announcement. So this is an NIL thing. Okay. What would you think about staying in this room? That's lit. That looks nice. It's fit for a king like me. You know what I'm saying? Cheese It, hit me up, man. I'm the cheesiest out here. Hey, that's nice though. Nah, that's really, that's really, but it's hard. Yeah, yeah, that goes hard, I right? Stay in there. That I, I thought it was gonna be something like, like a box of cheeses or something. You had to stay. In. They could, they could have made it hard. They made it like a royalty type of thing. I can hey, stay in there. No I wonder if you'll get to be in a commercial too, because you know they do those commercials. <laughs> I woke up feeling the cheesiest. Man, this million dollar smile, man. You gotta put me in there. You gotta put me in there, mom. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. But listen, y'all, uh, Justin Harrington, when this launches, uh, he'll have to put out a tweet, and you guys are gonna have to go retweet it. To talk about how much you guys want to see him in one. Let of me the get the spotlight. Hold on, let me get the spotlight real quick. Hey, Sooner Nation, you know what to do, man. 
Make Justin Henry the cheesiest, man. That's it. That's all I got to say. And we're going to tweet it out. We're going to tweet it out after this drop. Just let me know when it drops, and I'm sub-tweeting it. All right. We can definitely do that. <laughs> okay. So, a couple more things before I let you go. So, you talked about how you're a cook. One of the questions that's been given to me by the fans, I'm not a fan of it, but they love it. Pineapples on pizza. Pineapples oh, no. Pizza. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. That's a no, no, no. Absolutely not. No. We are in agreement there. No, no. Sorry, y'all. No. Mm-mm. Pineapples, nah. They do not go on pizza. I don't even know. I just, nah. Someone, though, had to sat there and thought that that was a good combination. Somebody had to have sat there and thought that. I'm not saying it's bad. I've had it. It just doesn't belong there. It's like you're forcing it. I just don't think it belongs there. It doesn't. It's not, it's not, it's not a perfect blend. Like, you know, like, okay, one thing that I can almost make, like, I can almost blend on anything, sweet and spicy. Like, that goes together. Like that's that's a that's an undefeated combination. There's you get the sweet from the pineapple, but you don't gain anything from the cheese or the pepperoni on the pizza. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I'm a just, now I'm not gonna lie, I'm a cheese guy, so I'm not a huge like I like a lot of toppings on my pizza. Uh now I I will say this. Uh what's it called? Blaze pizza, that smacks fresh pizza. Wood fired. I get to put some toppings on it. I do like barbecue chicken sometimes. Throw some extra veggies and stuff on there. But listen, pineapple on pizza just sounds wrong. I'm gonna tell you one place. Well, they're not open right now. I think they're looking for a new building. But sauce it up in Norman. They have the best. They named. They were. We were about to uh, do a uh, nil deal, and it was the pizza I get every time. So it's half chicken barbecue pizza on one side with red onions on it. And the other side is just regular pepperoni, and it's amazing. You know what? Sounds like we need to go try some food places. We need to I'm be t- food we need to get, here. We need to bring your camera, and we a vlog, and we just go just a day in the life and go go try our places in like Oklahoma City or Norman or you know what I'm saying. More, I don't know no places more. Uh, <laughs> Moore's not that great. They don't have oh, that got, many great places. They got Zaxby's. They got Zaxby's. I don't yeah. even know if that's a move. Is that more? I don't know. I guess. I don't they got know. Zaxby's, though. I, I'll tell you, one of my favorite restaurants in Norman is El Huevo. I've never heard of that. You've never. Okay. Never it's the best Mexican food in Norman. Okay. I'm going to have to try. Wait, see? That's, just put it on the list. Make a list. <laughs> We're making a list. We're making a list. We're making a list. Okay. We're doing it. He's got to make a list. No, yeah. No, yeah. We're doing it. Okay. So, last question of the night. And there's a story behind this question. So, I went on, I don't know if you're familiar with it, the JP and Trav show. Really great. If you guys haven't already, go tune on that show. Wednesday nights, nine o'clock. Anyways, I was asked a question and we started talking about food and I talked about. PB and J's. Now, okay. I am not the traditionalist when it comes to your PB and J's. One, right. I like creamy peanut butter, and I only like okay. grape jelly with my PB and J's. But I happen to put the peanut butter and the jelly on a tortilla, and uh, everybody's roasted me for it. 
They think it's absolutely disgusting. I've been told that I am um, killing our youth. So <laughs> I want to know from one cook to another, what is your thoughts on PB&Js wrapped up in a tortilla? Never. Actually, I was about to say I never had it. Okay. I was probably, let's just say to be safe, 10-ish. Let's say eight. And I didn't have bread and I used it. It wasn't good. But, but let me tell you what is good. PB&J, take off the crust, butter in the pan, toast it. You have the best PB and J you will ever have in your life. Okay, well, uh, I might have to try that with a tortilla. Kind of do it oh, like no. a quesadilla. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, okay, hear me out on this. So, with the bread, you have all of that bread. It just it's 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 a lot of filler with the tortilla it, it's a, it's a lot thinner right so you're not filling up on the bread you're able to do a little bit more peanut butter and jelly it's not as thick uh you know and you could kind of um put it in like a quesadilla right, look, I, I feel like it'd me, be good let me help you out let me help you out let me i'm gonna I'm help you out so you don't just be telling people uh, in like the grocery store that you just eat pb and j on it on a tortilla so you can do it more like a crepe so you take like a thin, you know what I'm saying, like a thin pancake in a sense, and you slit it down. The, you slit it halfway down the middle, and you put peanut butter, and you put jelly, and you put peanut butter, and you put jelly, and you fold it down, and it'll make a triangle, and you just toast it on both sides. But it's still you have the you have the the thin the thin tortilla like, and then you still have the peanut butter and jelly with the toast, like it's toasted part. It's toasted on both sides. With That's the, a good idea. With, which makes the peanut butter very creamy. That's a good idea. I'm definitely putting that one out there. Uh, listen, Travis is still think I'm going to be poisoning your mind, okay? Like, when I put this out on Twitter, this specific clip, Travis is going to tell me that I'm poisoning your mind. But uh, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. Because that's a lot of that's a lot of hate that you're about to take in. I, I don't agree with it. I'm just trying to help you, so maybe you might get some of the haters to to climb aboard. So, I mean, I just can't see me eating that on a tortilla. Listen, my goal is to just have BV invite me up to to the facilities <laughs> to cook you all my famous PB and J's. One because I really want to see the facilities, but two, I think it'd be cool to just be in there and make you guys all try PB and J's on a tortilla. Uh, and then, and then, you know, Oklahoma may never forgive me, but. Okay. Well, look, just to be fair, because I love Sooner Nation, just to be fair, just to be fair. You have to do the same thing for the person who said the comment about pizza, uh, for pineapples on pizza. It's only fair. Cause both of y'all are really outliers. Like <laughs> you guys are like the antagonists of the food, of the food world right now. So, I mean. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, okay. It's fair. Is there any other food combinations you got? Because my grandpa, he used to have some weird ones. Put ketchup on uh, green beans and his eggs and then his chili. I, I know that, I know I've that heard, sounds okay, awful. Okay, so egg, 
ketchup on eggs is like it's kind of like an accident thing unless you're just drowning your your eggs <laughs> with ketchup. Because if you have like breakfast breakfast potatoes or you have like hash browns, it's like it all goes together. But no. <laughs> the, the, the streamings and the nah. Yeah. Uh, do I have ketchup ketchup on your green beans? I don't have a crazy my mom when my mom was pregnant with my brother. And it's gonna sound crazy. Like a dill, like dill pickles and um like candy, like now later is like a hard candy. Not like hard candy, but like to where it dissolves. So not like Jolly Rancher hard candy, but like like now later or like a Starburst type of candy. And you like pack them in. She packed them in there and like it's like a sweet and sour type of it's like it's very good. I looked at her the first time and I said, Yeah, pregnancy is real. I would have never tried, and I I tried it. It was actually amazing. I know some people that have had some really weird pregnancy stuff, like pickles and ice cream and stuff like that. I just, yeah. I I don't know. I I like. I'm not a big TikToker. Like I'll go. I'm I go on TikTok the past time, and it's like you learn a lot of stuff, and it's like they be doing some crazy stuff. Like it's just like some crazy, like ooh. Whatever they can do to go viral, whatever they can do. Yeah, to go like viral. literally, but like they'll sit there and eat it though. Like that's how you know it's real. Like you know, there's like some weird people in this world, but they'll like eat the whole thing. They'll make the dedicate the video to eating the whole thing. Like their face doesn't frown up or anything. Like I'm just like, yeah. Nah. If they want to be that dedicated, that's all them. I I ain't that way though. One thing I do do though, you get ice cream and you put like your favorite cereal in it. No, that's not bad. That's not bad. I'm telling you, like cinnamon toast crunch. Let me tell you, two undefeated French vanilla ice cream with cinnamon toast crunch is crazy. Regular vanilla bean ice cream with um with golden grams. Okay, I'm I'm gonna try the vanilla ice cream with the cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah, it is crazy. Like can't can't knock it till you try it. Except except peanut butter jelly and tortilla. <laughs> That's the only. I just can't. Ah, that's crazy to me. They, I'm, I trying do, to I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to help. You're I trying to wrap your brain around this, aren't you? You're I just trying to. Like the one time I had it, I was just like, "I like this is this is all I got. This is all I got until until somebody come home with something. This is all I got. I made it happen." Hey, CJ's gonna try it though. CJ Colton's gonna try it. That's some CJ stuff right there. That, that's my dude. Right? I see, that's like that's my dude right there. Like me and him. Oh, it's not a dull moment with me and CJ. I'm a I, tomorrow when we go lift. I'm a I'm a tell him. I'm gonna make him do it. I'm recording. I'm gonna send it to you. You gotta post it on Twitter. Oh, I will. I will. I'm a, I we're will. gonna go to the nutrition. We're gonna go to the nutrition stand. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make him do it. We're gonna do. I do it together. That's 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 it. We're gonna do it. All right. Yeah, no, that sounds great. As we wrap up, is there anything that you want to go ahead and say to Sooner Nation? Uh, Sooner Nation, I appreciate you for listening. Um, everything's going to be okay, and we're we're still, you know what I'm saying, we're, we still have the right mindset. We're still com- being competitive, and we're going to go out here. We're going to fight our tails off to whoop for the state and uh, and send us, send us into a good 2023 season, and that's all I got. Love you guys. Yeah. If you guys haven't already, and you guys have made it this far, because this is by far the longest interview that we've done on the podcast, please go ahead, hit that like and subscribe button. We are, hopefully by the time this launches, going to be about 
40 subscribers away from 1,000. So uh, hoping to hit the 1,000 mark in less than six months, uh, which will be pretty great. So go ahead, hit that like and subscribe button. Let me know what you all think about the show. Let us know what you guys think about our food takes. Uh, we will definitely be interested to see those. But hey, until next time, Boomer. Boomer. You guys, go follow me on Twitter, man. Ask me some silly questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Going to hit this end recording. Takes.